Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello, and Whoa. welcome back to the... That was very loud. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome back to <laughs> the Zero bu- Weakness Podcast. Even buddies on alert. You have to whack yourself in the <laughs> face with the mic. As always, our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you want 25% off your order and free shipping, go to www.establishmentcoffee.com.au and use the code 025. Nice. Hello, fam. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> James, feverishly getting the topics ready. <laughs> nice. Now, what's happening? What's happening? Everybody, good to be back. We haven't been gone anywhere, but <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. I have. I went to Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, you right. went to, I thought you went to New Zealand. No. Oh, well, Bridget said you went to New Zealand. I wish I went to New Zealand. I'd much rather go there than Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you doing in Adelaide? Uh, there was an APL comp. Um, so Sam from Ethos hosted uh, South Australian States. So I went nice. down to help officiate that and, and train up a ref or two. Uh, it was a good comp. They, they put on a good show down there. Uh, it was a really well-run comp, really good team down there. So, excuse me, congratulations to Sam and the team. Nice. They hold quite a few comps down there, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethos, uh, is that where the Yeti is? Is that his gym as well? No, 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 no. Um, that is Apex. Oh, Apex. Oh. Yeah, and that's in Victoria. Um, and then I'm off to Mackay this weekend for their APL comp and then Cairns the following week for their APL comp and then Pro Roll the following week. Damn. Our state's the following week. Tombro Jet Setter 7. That's right. If you want Tombro to change his, uh, his Instagram <laughs> name to Tombro Jet Setter. No, nah, Tombro 747. That's the one. Yeah. Tombro 747. Leave an airplane emoji under <laughs> all his posts. <laughs> Spam his post with the airplane emojis. You know, I get asked a lot to like make a story highlights reel of all the honor planes. Mm. But oh, I'd have so to good. go through years. Like I've been doing, I don't even know when I started. You've been be doing like, it before I knew. It'd be like 2016 or 15 or something like that. Like there'd be hundreds. So no, I'm not going to do that. I can tell you the first one was about hook grip. I, re- <laughs> I remember distinctly that I was pissed off about hook grip and I'm like, I'm going to make a post about this. You know, I remember because I was new at the gym and I was like, I realized, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only like fans of IPF here. And you did a few and I, for for like a few weeks, I was like, I'm pretty sure these are targeted at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, I think, I think you helped me with it. Remember that time I did like a little parody of IPF lifters and I had like yeah. a headband on and did all the like <laughs> foot swivels and, and breathing. I accidentally, I was wearing a t-shirt of like a very staunch IPF gym. Mm. Uh, and I remember that a lot of people thought that I was taking a dig at them. Oh. And it, it was just coincidence <laughs> that I was wearing that shirt that day. Like I didn't even pay attention to it. I was like, oh no, but I didn't care. Well, if, <laughs> if you think it's about you, it's about you. That's right. That's right. How are we? How are you, CJ? I'm great. I'm good. Um, what have I been doing? I have been, we've been, Pretty much, I guess, in the post-production of um, the APL coaching video. Exciting. Nice. Um, and what have I been doing? I've been training, um, kind of transitioning between rehab back into normal weights again. So that's been fun. Nice. Um, Car meets. <laughs> Car meets. <laughs> yeah, I had one the other night at the gym. <laughs> two, two cars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, ca- I called him out because I saw it. I'm like, Car meets. And so I was like, you mean you guys just happen to be training at the gym <laughs> yeah. at the same time? Yes. And you both have cars. <laughs> Who was the other person? It was Eli. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Eli, yeah. Yeah, because he got his new car, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He finally got rid of the Z and mm-hmm. now he bought his little fart box. Nice. Can yes. we say we're having a car meet? 
Yeah, absolutely. Just rock up. Have yeah. A car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring your car. Rock yeah. the MG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the I-30, we got the Mazda over here. <laughs> yeah. This car park, I was actually talking to uh, Eli about this. We were saying like, there's actually really nice cars here in our car park. Mm. There's, a, I don't know if I, yeah, I'll say it. There's like two Evo 10s. There's a, is a Chevy? Yeah, That's fuel, yeah. fuel injected. <laughs> fuel injected. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course, turbo. Yeah, twin yeah. turbo. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what? What else? There's a few car heads that listen. Yeah, um, what about when Kevin okay. Boatwood rocks up in his Bentley? Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's that. Um, and, um, Has he ever brought the Bentley here? Yeah, a few yeah. times. Really? Yeah. When he first got it, he he brought it here quite a bit. Now he mostly uses one of his ten Mercedes. Yeah. Wow. Well. Who's our? And we got another young member who's a doctor. Hazza. He drives that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's. <laughs> Got an AMG <laughs> PhD yep. and using too much talcum powder. <laughs> yep. Oh, Love yeah. you, we got a group chat and CJ sent through a good meme this morning of yeah. the baby uh, throwing uh, baby powder, uh, baking powder, or whatever. All over uh, the floor. After the dad's just cleaned the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> CJ, CJ just put it in the group chat and everyone just lost his trainer. Everyone knows. Everyone we all knew what we were talking about. Mm. Nice. Um, but he's he's training up in Brizzy now, eh? Yeah, purple he's, gym. He's very strong as well, young Hazza. There was a Maserati here the other day as well. It's all really? the yeah, it's all the rich karate dads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit. There's a few like Porsche, Porsche SUV kind of things. Yes, we gotta get them into powerlifting. Mm. <laughs> Walk over there. Tell them, what are you doing karate for? What you want to beat people up? No. Yeah. Get strong so you can act like you can beat people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually useless. Yeah. Prevention's better. Prevention's better. Uh, oh my gosh. What have you been up to, Tom, bro? Wait, never mind. Bridget, yeah, you just <laughs> Yo, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, I haven't been doing anything exciting. Just training, swimming, hanging out. Nice. That's about it. Living the dream, if yeah. you ask me. Yep. Um, I haven't been doing anything exciting either. Actually, no, I've got something exciting to tell you guys. Yeah. Well, I want to hear this. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to tell you that after. Okay. That's going to be story time with Henny. Okay. Um, <laughs> New segment. But I'm fucking, uh, I'm competing in a jiu-jitsu comp this Sunday. Oh, yes. where? Yeah, Runaway Bay. No way. Yeah. What time? I don't know. Apparently, they're like powerlifting meets. I'm in Mackay. <laughs> but apparently, they're like powerlifting meets. So, it's fucking- We've been to a bunch. Not sure when. Done. I went and watched Alex once. Oh, yeah. How long do they go Alex for? is going to be there too, competing mm. at the same one. I didn't go and watch Alex once. It's a lie. Idan and um, Benny. Were we you there for ages? No, because we knew about when they were going to roll. Oh, okay. So I and think that- And then the comp is only like five minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think I find out- Well, I'll get an email today. I think the final brackets are being done today. Mm. So then I'll find out when I'm uh, rolling on Sunday. Yeah, I w I, I'm sure I went and watched Idan on the Sunshine Coast once and it was, I was only there for like an hour or so. Yeah. I entered two divisions. So I entered gi and no gi. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, I entered no, uh, I entered no gi. So lots of people in jujitsu is a big thing. Where you, if you're older, you enter masters, mm. and if you're not, you don't. But I entered open adults because I want more more fights. So there was more people there. So I was like, I'm going there. So if I get my ass whooped, I can uh, use an excuse. I'm a little bit older than them. Uh, a little <laughs> bit more brittle. So <laughs> when, when you when you enter a comp. Mm -hmm. Is there restrictions on the belt type? Like, is there yep. any chance that you're up against the black belt and can get destroyed? Only in an open division, but those ones you got to like go to trials for. Okay, and things you like qualify. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, I'm only up against white belts. Yeah, nice. So assuming if they're all white belts, everyone's only had max two years experience. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, nice. and um, it's all in weight classes. <laughs> this as is well. your two months experience. Yeah, <laughs> you excited? I'm fucking so pumped. Are you scared? <laughs> nah. 
Nice. I don't know. I think I've said it. I don't really get nervous about sport. Nah, you're you're from the streets as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like streets. to look a man in the eyes and want to kill him. <laughs> Have you seen jujitsu from Ara, from Aranui? Yeah. <laughs> jujitsu is just hugging people on the floor <laughs> and strangling them with, yeah. the, with the key. You're, you're a nice guy. Uh, you love giving hugs. <laughs> so. I just noticed something. Was this intentional? No. no. That's so cool. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> Bridget, right. You let the gang down. I don't have right. one of those ones. Oh, I think they too were bad. they were designed before I was here. Or are they the South Side ones? Yes. The yeah. Mm. They were at yeah. um Worlds. These are at Worlds. Yeah, right. Sure. Nice. How good. All right. Story time with James. <laughs> Sitting on my couch last night. Uh eating my dinner. He- I hear a few noises, a little bit of rustling outside. I'm like, what the fuck's that noise? Neighbors are just having an argument. Watch your TV. You have to turn my TV up a little louder because it's getting pretty loud. And I'm like, hang on. So I turn it off. Hear bottles smashing. Hear a woman screaming. Hear two oh. blokes screaming off the heads. I was like, fuck. So I yelled out to my housemate, Johnny, can you hear that? And he goes, nah. I go, there's a scrap outside. And he goes, what? A cat? A cat fight? And I was like, nah, humans. <laughs> humans? <laughs> humans? So this was how loud it was. I thought it was directly next door. So I went out and it was a few houses down. I went out and I could hear this woman screaming. And then Tess was like, James, go. So I ran over, went to the house. I was about to go in and this dude just comes out covered in blood. Whoa. Yeah, yeah he's been bottled twice by his Whoa. brother. And his brother's on heroin, cracked out of his brain. And he's a bikey on parole. And this is in my co- this is in my complex. What the guy with blood or the guy the guy with the blood all over his yeah. head, and he's been bottled twice by his own brother, who was uh, yeah, drugged out of his brain. Um, so he'd been bottled twice. He had broken hands from f- punching on. He punched his brother's window in his car. He's got the same car as you, yeah. and he's punched a massive hole in the back windscreen. Punched the garage, and yeah, they're still they're still going at it. I'm trying to calm it down. I'm like, bro, go sit down. He came and sat down by my fence, and he's covered in blood. And he's like, I was like, do you want me to ring the police? And he's like, nah, because I'll get arrested. I'm on parole. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then, and then, you know, we calmed the situation down a little bit. All the police rocked up. Uh, <clears throat> they so arrested. So another neighbor called the police, obviously. Well, because first when I walked over, when I walked over, you could see, because no one was outside. I was assuming everyone was too scared to be out. Yeah, for sure. And then I saw some dude poke his head over the fence and I just looked at him and I go, bro, come help me. We'll break it up. He goes, oh, Oh yeah, okay. And then he came out, and he came out. It was cool. He came out as well, and then we were about to go, and that's when the dude came like running out with his head fucking bottled twice, and yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then the cops came, the ambos came, they arrested uh the dude yeah who was inside, and the mum was saying he's you know he's yeah been on heroin, and it's crazy because I've never ever heard of I've only seen heroin in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so when I was like, fuck, that's pretty hectic. And then yeah, the bikey dude didn't want us to ring the police. And then um, me being me, you know, I, I've been surrounded by uh, some people like that in the past. I'm like, do you want me to get you a shirt, like a fresh shirt, so you can get away, like so the cops don't come and see him covered in blood, take him in. And he's on parole, so he's already got a fucking X on his head. Yeah. Um, so I gave him a fresh shirt and he's like to me, bro, can you call me an Uber? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not calling you an Uber. And yeah, so it was just fucking something eventful for my night. What the heck? Okay, so I got a question. Yeah. This all came up because I said TNs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, TNs yeah. in a bum bag. W- was he wearing TNs? <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing TNs. Okay. <laughs> he, had, he had TNs on in Nautica shorts. Okay. And um, I go, do you want a shirt? And he goes, yeah, bro, that's my brand new Nautica shirt. 100 bucks. Fucking down the drain. <laughs> I was like, fuck, sorry, bro. Did he have leg tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like picture bikey tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what they had. Did he have real skinny calves? Mm, that's uh, what I'm picturing. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he's quite a big dude. Yeah. Mm. 
profile is right. Yeah, yeah. wow. Oh, what an man. eventful night. Yeah, it was fucking, it was pretty hectic. It was pretty, uh. So your roommates just sent you. <laughs> like, James, you go. James, go. Like, uh, <laughs> he does jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got. Uh, but, um, do you know what was fucking funny too? Because I just got home, so I was still in my karate pants. I was oh, like, yeah. jujitsu pants. Yeah. 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 Ready to go. Nah. Twenty four seven ready. That was yeah. so good. Got to stay ready, brother. Like oh, you look yeah. like I'm Law from Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> just the. But no, you had no jacket. No. Nah. It was just the pants and uh, the belt. Yeah, but fuck it. Was, yeah, it was. Fucking hectic, eh? That's wild. Mm. Good on you, man. Isn't like like you said, everyone was obviously way too scared. It's pretty brave to go out there and not know if you know it's going to be the crackhead that runs out and with yeah, a, with a knife or something. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, because as soon as I heard the like, if it's two blokes going at it, it's like yeah, sweet, do their thing. Uh, as soon as I heard a woman screaming, I was like, nah. So was the woman the mum? Yeah, but there was another lady in there as well. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, so what they were brothers. Yeah, they were brothers. Yeah. And both were bikies or just the one covered in blood or? I don't know. Well, just one the one covered in blood. Like, because okay. he's on parole and he's a bikie. <laughs> and he got glassed. Yeah, twice Jeez. by his brother. Wow. Could you imagine fucking rop, wrapping a bottle around your brother's head? Twice? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. fast. Yeah, these are a little bit crooked. Eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. Johnny. <laughs> you better smash my mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I get a haircut, my face is cut. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my uh, that's story time with Henny. Yeah, Damn. Wow. So mm. what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? I am grateful for not being a bikey on parole, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. or a heroin addict. Yeah. No, I'm actually grateful for you know when you think you're fucking. We all go through phases. We're like, fuck, what am I doing or whatever. Da da da. I'm grateful for my life. Mm. I got a fucking cool life. I yeah. live on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like we live in paradise. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like people come here. You know when people are here on holiday, they chose to spend all their fucking money they save up for all year. They choose to take the annual leave to come to where we live. Yeah. Mm. Like, man, I'm so grateful for the Gold Coast. Well, it's like Mike McDonald, the My Strength Book guy that came here the other day. He's like been here for a few days and he's like, I'm going to buy a house here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a pretty special place. It is paradise. And yeah, um, we used to holiday here when I was a kid. Yeah, like once a year, and I'm like, I'm going to leave here one day. When yeah, And me and Bridget, where were we in the weekend? Cool and Gatta. Cool and Gatta. And I said to her, if, if you close your eyes and you got dropped somewhere and I told you this was Hawaii, you'd believe it. Mm. You know, the Beautiful. F- it's funny you mention Hawaii. You know the sand there is from the Gold Coast? No, it's from the Simpson Desert. Oh, wait. Yeah. Simpson really? Desert. It's, fr- it's from Australia. Okay. Yeah, but it, yeah, you're right. It's It's imported. Yeah. Some of some of it might be from the Gold Coast, but I know for sure they get it from the desert. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, most sand around the world at beaches is terrible. Like, like in New Zealand, it's black. <laughs> yeah, but even New Zealand sand is not that bad. Like, oh, true. If you go to the West Coast, it's all rocky. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what most beaches are like around the country, yeah. uh, around the world. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. rocky. Yeah, most oh. of them are pretty pretty unpleasant. Like they'll look sandy, and then when you go walk on them, they'll just be full of rocks and stuff. Wow, wow. we we have the unreal. best sand. Like it's so soft and nothing that's sharp in it. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> depending <laughs> depending <laughs> which beach you're at. Yeah, 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 nah, Southport Beach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> steer clear of that one. <laughs> no, nah, it's like when like when you first travel anywhere international, your first thought is like, "This is amazing. I want to move here." No matter where it is, it's just like. Mm. And the more you travel, the more you're like, "Man, we've got a good in Australia." Mm-hmm. Yes, but like you still get Absolutely. you still get this like. Um, uh, when you go places, you still get this like head of like this is amazing. Uh, it's so much better than home. But then you, 
We're, it's all the stuff that you don't think about, like healthcare mm-hmm. and yeah. like general yes. infrastructure and just organization. All the stuff that, you know, when you're away, it's kind of exciting and weird. But you're like, would it actually be nice to have to live with this? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. We've got it so good here. Mm. So that's so my grateful. Nice. Yeah. Bridget. Um, well, it's the first day of autumn today, so I'm grateful of the amazing summer we just had. It was yeah. a good summer. It was so beautiful. I was told it was going to rain a lot. And we got a little bit of rain, but there was heaps of sunshine. And, yeah, and not very hot. Mm. Not too hot, no. Or maybe it's just because we have aircon this year. Yeah. No, but I feel like in general, it's been much nicer. Yeah. No, I it has. I remember last summer being really hot. Yeah. Mm, it was brutal. CJ. I don't know. We had a pretty hot week here once. <laughs> yeah, no, no we, we definitely hot. did. But Even I feel with like, the aircon on. Yeah. I feel like every other year, it's like... From late November to mid-March, it's just horrible every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm grateful for the ability to drive or having a license. Oh, he's yeah. a car guy. Yeah. He's a car guy again. <laughs> so there's that. He's saying it preemptively because yeah. he's about to lose it in his fast car. <laughs> I'm grateful while I still have it legally. <laughs> no, so uh, we've got a new roommate who's just moved over from the Philippines and he doesn't have a license. And he's so grateful that he gets to live where, where we are because um, where I live is like um, Rabina area and he works in Varsity at Hotel CBD. Mm-hmm. The, he's a chef there. So he was like so grateful because it's so close, but I've, it, I've realized you really need a car if you live on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, so he, like he, obviously you can't Uber every day to work. It's too far to walk, but it's still very close. Mm. Like, it's just one of those things where even to get around to the... Like, he was like, oh, what are the closest shops near here? And I was like, oh, we'll be in a town centre. And it's still, like, quite a trek. Whereas where he used to work was in Dubai and he could just, um, like, get everywhere with public transport. And it made me realise, like, man, you really can't do this, like, without a car. Yeah. Anyway, eventful <laughs> thing. So he just bought an electric scooter. Right, and it's like quite a big one where you can sit on it, and it goes like it proper goes. So I was kind of like worried for him because you know, like just because you know how to drive, the road rules in every country is different, Mm. and the etiquette's different as well. You don't know like what's okay, what's not. So I was kind of worried for him. Anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) every night when he finishes work, I I hear the garage like open, and he puts his scooter in. Then he walks in and goes upstairs, and I'm usually on the computer, and. I hear the garage again. I'm like, oh, um, he's home. Anyway, he walks in and I'm not really like, I'm like kind of in the zone editing. Like I'm just headphones on. And I just hear him go, oh. And I like look up and he's covered in blood. <laughs> he came <laughs> off. He came off so bad. Oh, He was like, he had scratches like all over his face and like, like here like above his lip and his lip was cut up and his hands were just covered in blood now and like his chef uniform was ripped oh. and i'm looking at him like oh like i'm in shock i was not ready to see just a man covered in blood <laughs> so i like go um uh, m- mom <laughs> like so she comes down she's like oh shit your mom would have gone nuts eh? yeah she lost it she was like what happens like oh i had an accident it's like cj take him to the hospital mm. so yeah. cj it's all your yeah, fault yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah literally she uh, yeah gave me her car he's like take him now go, go and i'm like i'm driving him there and i'm like okay when when where did you come off because I kind of know the route that he would take. Mm. And he goes, Christine Ave, which tells me 
that he came off at Christine Ave and it's still like another probably 10 minute ride. Home. <laughs> he came all the way home like that. And I'm like, why didn't you call? <laughs> like, why did you like nurse yourself home? Uh, yeah. Fuck. Made me very it's, grateful that I have a car. Fresh. He's fresh. He is. He is fresh. Finish the job. But yeah, it was raining that night. Oh. Aww. And like, even if you're a motorbike guy, you don't ride in the rain or like at night in the rain. And it was, yeah, it was, I think it was like last week where every night kind of rained. Yeah, yeah. And so he had no option. And yeah, he just came off. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad and made me so grateful that I have a car. Mm. Yeah. Well, those, those, those scooters go hard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like people, there's a bikeway that I walk past every morning and businessmen fly past me. They'll be on the road and they'll be going like 80. Mm. <laughs> And like they'll just be in like regular clothes or business clothes with no helmet. Mm-hmm. It's like if you come like going eighty k's now. If you come off, You're you dead. are cactus. Yeah. I've ridden Jack's one, yeah, uh, yeah. in the car park, mm. and those things fucking fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're actually scary. Yeah, I used to think he, I was like, oh, that's silly, that because he wore, wore a full a mo- motocross motorbike helmet, yeah. Yeah. motocross helmet with the face mask. Mm. I was like, oh, that's a bit very cool. Uh, and now I realize, yeah. like, man, yeah, if you come mm. off with that, speed, You're fucking that's cooked. Pretty it's bad. like when you pe- see like guys on motorbikes on the highway. With an open open face helmet and like a singlet and shorts. Mm. If you come off, you are you're gone. Like yeah. that. That's yeah. Daredevil status. But if they're covered, you can't see their tattoos and their gold watch. <laughs> so then you don't know their status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- I mean, that's the thing. I drive past them and I see that, and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I should be that guy. <laughs> uh, that guy's a, a champion. That's what I aspire to be. That's when you know you've made it. Uh, um, uh, I've got a few topics here. It's all right. I'm not grateful for anything anyway. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> what am I? My, my fucking, my brain's all over show. Tom, bro, what are you grateful for? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm grateful for APL. Nice. Hi. I'm grateful for APL. I'm grateful for um, working with a great team with APL. And I'm grateful for uh, the whole APL community seeing the vision that we've got to grow powerlifting in a sustainable way that has the lifter first. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Quotes. Um, quotes. All right. Desire. Uh, let me see my quote. With an unwavering unra- faith. So my quote. Knows not the word impossible. <laughs> oh, so I fucking quote. say my quote? <laughs> <laughs> go, go again, go again. I was no, reading six, while you were saying six, it. Six, go, go, go. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, my bad, my bad. My bad, my bad. Go, 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 go. Desire, <laughs> desire backed by faith knows not the word impossible. Ah, sounded a bit at the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I heard it. (laughs) James, you go. (laughs) Uh, So you're waiting to cut me off. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) All right. My Bridget, looks. (laughs) It's one of the topics for today. (laughs) All right. Sorry, Tom, bro. I didn't mean to do that. All right. My quote for today has been sent in by uh, a fan of the show, friend of the show. Okay, so it's not your quote. It's Lem's quote. Yeah. <laughs> so this sent in by Lemuel Shanti, uh, who's a fantastic lifter here at Zero. His quote is, you can't fail at something if you don't start in the first place. Be average. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lem. So that's the first time I thought it was going to be fucking something inspirational, but nah. All right, that'll do though. I like it. Nice. Oh mm. my gosh. The world needs mediocre people too. Mm. <laughs> Gidge dog. I don't have anything so i'm just gonna go with a cheesy one that i've heard a million times and that's life begins at the end of your comfort zone that's good yeah yeah you hear it everywhere though but it is a good one it is a good one 
It is. I mean, it's very much in line with your general quote. I know. Yeah. It's still pretty much the yeah. same. Yeah. Because I remember you said that a quote similar dogs. and she loved it. Oh, what was it? it was like Something about ruling your have, mind. You have two lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. What was that one? It was like, think, think of yourself as dead. You've died. Now live your, the rest of your life the way you should or something like that. Bridget yes. Loki just remixes the same quote every week <laughs> and inspires us to, yeah. live, to right. live. She just chucks in a few extra bars. C- CJ. Um, family. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 10th movie's coming. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what's this one called? Uh, I don't know. Fast X or something like that. I don't, it's, yeah. It's just, they're milking this cash They're the out. best movies. <laughs> I honestly have only seen the first one. They're fucking, and that's the be- in my opinion. Yeah. The it best. is the best. One. I saw I saw Tokyo Drift at Shirley Boys High School in like one of those last day of the terms thing where yeah, they yeah. where they wheel out the TV. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> and I didn't pay attention because it was in the science room and there was a thing full of cockroaches and I was just watching them. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't be so thirsty for opportunities that you drink every single cup that's handed to you. That's how you can get poisoned. Nice. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. I, j- I listened to a thing yesterday about the power of no. Mm. I like that. Yeah. It empowers your yes. Before we uh, rip into some topics, I just want to give a few shout outs, if that's cool. Uh, shout out to one of my clients who just competed in America, Amanda yeah, Brady. She killed it. Yeah, she did fucking awesome. Nice. PB total, 382.5 kilos at under 60. Amazing. Wow. Um, that's her 15th meet. And... um. So in a fifteen out of all all her meets, she's never done better than six for nine. So I said, let's try go for nine for nine. Just smarter attempt selections, and she fucking executed so well. And she would have got nine for nine. She got robbed on her bench. Yeah, it's like the what world, happened? world's longest press call. Yeah, really. It was literally oh, man. That's I don't think I've ever seen a longer press call. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even exaggerating it. It was like a proper three second pause. Wow. Yeah. So she killed it. Was it for her last? Yeah. Damn, uh, that sucks. Yeah, no, so we're gunning for that 400 kilo total. Let's go. So I've only been working with Amanda for, I think, five, four or five months now. Um, so she's made really awesome program uh, progress in that time. So if you want some coaching, hit us up. Nice. Um, all right, so I've got a few uh, topics to rip into. The first one being, I actually heard this on another podcast, and it's the nine red flags to watch out for when hiring a personal trainer. I thought the topic, the idea of it was really cool, but I didn't really agree with all of the uh, the red flags. So I'm just going to uh, go through them all and we can all give our two cents and if you feel like it's uh, it's worthy of a red flag or not. Sounds mm. good. All right, so the first one is, uh, so the nine red flags to watch out for when hiring a personal trainer. Number one, failing to do an assessment. My, my question to that would be, what's an assessment? Mm. Yeah. What does that even mean? Correct. I'm the same as you. Like, I think it's it became cool a little while ago to be like, oh, I'm going to take you through whatever, a movement assessment where they just do a bunch of weird tests. Mm. Uh, there's been a few memes popping around of the uh, of a large federation's uh, coaching course of like these random arbitrary tests where they're doing like a wall squat, yeah. facing the wall with a broomstick over their head. It's like, and or I've, I've seen plenty of people in the past you know, assess someone's movement based on their ability to do a body weight squat. Mm. Like how good does your body weight squat? And it's so bullshit. It just reminded me of the very first session I had with a PT like 10 years ago. And he got me to do that. They got me to run around the park twice. And then I had to do a wall sit for one minute and a plank for one minute. 
and that was my first session. It's a fitness test. Mm. Yeah. Like what kind of data <laughs> did you extract yeah. from that? Yeah. <laughs> yep, you can run around the block. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how to write a program. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean like every uh, – I, I think it's weird because everything we do in the gym is an assessment. Mm. Mm. Like every set we look at is we're assessing, okay, what's going on? What are we going to fix? How can we do this better? Does it need to be heavier, lighter? Like there's some level of assessment to everything. So – Having some arbitrary defined assessment method seems a bit weird. Um, but, I mean, I can see the other side of the coin, which is like we start training people with a technique session, mm. and you could call that a technique assessment. But we're not assessing stuff. We're not, like, looking at it and being like, here is your result. Yeah. We're being like, okay, this is what we're going to change. It, it's, mm. it's like a change of – It's yeah, I, I don't know. That word assessment just weirds me out. Mm. Mm. I get it. Like, because <clears> – <throat> Yeah, there's like we run technique assessment sessions. Like, so we assess their squat technically, and then we make adjustments as we go. And uh, like you said, we kind of do just assess everything. It's our job. Mm. Um, so, do I think it's a red flag? I'm going to give it a red flag. Uh, well, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to be careful with the words red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah as, as much as like it, because I don't think you can write off a coach mm. just because they do what they call assessment. Yeah, I like it though because it's cool. Like coaches, sometimes yeah, they can be very arbitrary measures of fucking performance or whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, they're adding value to that. Uh, to their, they could be adding value to their clients for sure. To their clients, like they're offering another service. They've got another piece of the puzzle that they, you know, given their clients. So, I'm I think f- I think we flip it on its head. It's like instead of looking at each of these things as is it a red flag is not doing it a red Mm. flag and not doing an assessment i don't think is a red flag Mm. Mm. well i think that's because it's saying failing to do an assessment Uh, is the red flag so is that like as in if the trainer the personal trainer if they are if they don't do an assessment that's the red flag yeah and i'm saying it's not a red flag yeah i I don't think so but i get why they say that i think it's more just from a place of like intentionality of like Speci- uh, specificity for you mm-hmm. like oh okay are you intentional about this individual or is it like blase for everyone well i've had it in the past where people are like oh we're going to do like an assessment to see if i can squat first and i'm like no we're going to find out if you can squat by trying to squat by trying to squat <laughs> by teaching you how <laughs> yeah. to squat that is the assessment yeah, 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 yeah and it's yeah. like oh shit okay this guy can't squat with a barbell all right let's go to the belt squat let's go to the leg press let's get a box I've Be- done an assessment. Because a bodyweight squat is not an assessment of whether you can squat. Mm. I Like, if you got me to do a bodyweight squat right now, it'd look like absolute trash. Yeah. But I have no qualms sticking 370 kilos on my back and doing a squat out there. Like, it's it's not the same thing. Things change when you add weight. Mm. It changes mm. your position as well. For sure. Like, you got people that, you know, their back squat looks like dog shit. Yeah. You chuck a barbell in a front rack and all of a sudden they look like fucking descendant of Ilya Ilian or something like that. <laughs> it's a more stable environment when you've got weight. Mm. That's why someone will look better doing a two-legged squat than a single-leg squat because mm. it's a more stable environment. And then a two-legged squat with weight versus no weight is more stable again. I used to like wear it like a badge of honor that I was really good at pistol squats. And this is before I really knew about pistol squats. So I just held a plate out in front of me while I was doing them. I'm like, I'm so good at these. And then I tried doing it without a plate and it was horrible. Still pretty impressive to hold a plate. Yeah, that is that's <laughs> impressive. A <laughs> pistol squat in general. Is the, one, I one tried of the pistol squatting at home the other night and I hurt my knees. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the first ever clients here, uh, her name was Alana Andrews, and she was like an ex professional ballet dancer, become powerlifter, but she was also like um, a stunt woman. She she was Catwoman at Movie World and wow, stuff like that. Wow, that's so cool. Uh, but she used to do pistol squats standing on the handle of a kettlebell with like stuff over her head 
Yeah, wow. Freaky. Oh, my God. You just reminded me. Who was that old jacked Swedish dude at the old gym? And he used to like hang, hang upside, upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy was a weapon. He was so strong. Yeah. You just remind me. I don't know why that came up. But he'd do like 10 meter deficit deadlifts <laughs> with like 200 kilos. Yeah. The love bars it. below his feet. It literally was. Love, love soccer. Mm, he was a weapon. All right. So red flag. Uh, next one is <clears throat> number two. Zero focus on correctional exercise. What the fuck is a correctional exercise? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny. Like a correctional exercise is just the same exercise done better. Yeah. That's literally yeah. it. Like how, yeah, what's the diff, how do you define a- Is this powerlifting specific? Don't worry about powerlifting specific. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Do they is, mean like regressing correct? the exercise? I'm looking at it from a. No one knows. Yeah, I I don't know. Failing to yeah. This is a good expose of the bullshit of the fitness industry. <laughs> yeah, right. Legit, because mm. people will use this language, and if you don't know anything about it, you're like, oh, yeah, oh I should yeah. be doing these correctional exercises. <laughs> yeah, my trainer said I need to do this to bulletproof my knees and uh, activate my glutes. Maybe your mate from last night, like that's what they do in jail. They're like correctional. Yeah. <laughs> Correctional. Yeah. Correctional facility. Um, <laughs> zero focuses on <laughs> correctional exercise. I don't give a fuck about a correctional exercise. I'm going to show you how to do an exercise that I deem correctly. Normally, mm. like normally yes. a correctional exercise is just, again, it's the same exercise done better. And normally it's just take less weight. Mm. Mm. Like if you want to correct someone's ability to hold tension in their hips while they're doing a leg press, make it lighter. Mm. Mm. Because if they can't maintain it when it's heavier, it's normally just strip it back, do it better, and then start to load it up. What did you do when you tore your pec, Thomas? You did the exact same thing, but lighter to fix it. Yeah, that's mm. why I tore it again. <laughs> did you tear it again? Oh, I mean, like, I have a million times. Really? <laughs> Not do you, lately. Do you know what I mean? Like, all he did was just get a little bit of blood flow. He did the exact same move at lighter loads. But we're, we're three weeks out, which is like, or three or four weeks out, which is like the prime time for now things to start popping oh, off. Yeah. Let's go. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> no, you're on a roll. You're actually on a roll. I know. That's the bad thing. <laughs> Stop. I should be injured at this point. <laughs> I never perform Stop well when things are going well. Stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I was on a roll and now I just keep failing everything. So we'll see how the rest of the how week goes. How do you goes. feel after your squat? Good. I'm on a, yeah, yeah. Good. I got the eye things for once. Yes. In a while. How good. They're only little. So hopefully they get better. I remember you used they to, them used to uh, burst them in your face. That's only like on the night and then in the next day it's good. Oh, yeah. Um, number three, if you're feeling worse after your workout. All right. So worse this is where I feel. What? <laughs> yeah. Why would you feel better? <laughs> so Thomas, I'm the same as you. Like when people are like, oh, I feel so good after the workout. It's like, train yeah. harder. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, training is meant to be hard. Like if you, f you know how people are like, oh, you shouldn't feel worse after you. Tr uh, you shouldn't feel better. No, where am I going? Where am I going with this? So you shouldn't feel worse after training. Mm. Yeah, it's like no. You always should feel worse after training. You're yes. literally fucking tearing your muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine going to a fucking runner who's running? I don't know. All right, you got a workout twenty four hundred today at threshold pace. I don't. I use running because running's so much easier to for us to accept yeah, being really yeah, hard. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that elite level runner goes, oh, I feel so good after that. Yeah. <laughs> than I mean, when I did getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch them at the finish line. Do they look good? Mm. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's all this like, oh, exercise releases endorphins. Mm. Makes feel good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, like there is an element of I feel okay, but my body does not feel good. Mm. And to me, that's satisfying. 
Like I, if I train earlier than usual and I go home earlier than usual, it's nice to sit down and then get up and be like, oh. Yeah, it's like a sense of achievement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You wear those doms like a badge of honor. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fuck. Like my pecs feel fucking pumped. My yeah. calves are huge. <laughs> well, they're not. I'm, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck on this one. Like, I don't know how you feel better after training. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Well, like, so I'm going to look at it a different way. Like, I categorize the gym. There's two types of gym goers. There's exercise. There's people who come to the gym to exercise, mm, and, and there's people that come to the gym to train. Yeah. yeah, I wrote an article for Load Lifting once. Are you working out or are you training? Yeah, oh, nice. So if you come in here to exercise, if you're, we've got a few people here. Shout out to the people at establishment. They come in, they get thirty minutes of work done. It might not necessarily be hard, but you know they're in their fifties, almost sixty. Yeah, like to them that's exercise. They feel good. They leave here yeah. feeling Isn't good. Carlo, hasn't he lost like ten kilos? Yeah, he, yeah. Looks, yeah. he looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I maybe I should take all everything I said back because there is there are going to be a group of that people like that. Mm. I'm just stuck in like performance mode, hundred percent. Which is like, if your goal is performance or growth, you're not going to feel good. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, yeah, so I reckon <coughs> zero focus. Uh, sorry, feeling worse after your workout. Um, it depends on your style of training and yeah. your goals and yeah, yeah. I hate saying this, but context uh, dependent. Context dependent. Mm. All right, number oh, four. Fuck context. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's so necessary for that last Powerlifting is the context. Yeah, Powerlifting right. is king. And that's not a red flag. SBD <laughs> only. And accessories. Um, number four, gauging the success of your workout based on soreness. Oh. Yeah, that is a bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as in the trainer will be like, how sore are you? Yeah, like, I'm not sore today. Okay, well, therefore, you didn't train hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's red flag. Yeah, huge red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It just doesn't mean anything. Mm. Or it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean as much as what people give credit for. Uh, like, it, it is nice to feel sore. It feels like, you've, like Bridget was saying before, it feels like you've accomplished something. But just because you don't feel sore doesn't mean you, you, you didn't achieve anything or you're not doing what you need to do. Yeah. You, okay... Tombro today, like Tombro's going to squat 370, 380, whatever it is. He does three sets of one at 380 kilos. So that's a huge PB. That would be a fucking awesome workout. Like, you had a real- I'll just do one set of one. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, that's an example. He's probably not going to feel anything in his glutes the next day. He does fucking three sets of 20 booty band walks. Nice. <laughs> he's going to feel a burn in his glutes the next day. Get a good is that going to determine that he's had a better workout by doing the booty band walks or him yes. hitting 420 <laughs> kilos? <laughs> or him hitting 420 kilos for five sets of one? Yeah. It's a, it, this is what I like about powerlifting. Like it's a whole different feeling when, mm. you're, when you're peaking like that. Like a whole different kind of soreness. It's like an achy, full body, jointy sort of soreness versus doms. Yeah. And I much prefer that feeling than doms. Yeah? Yeah, I really? don't like having doms. I like True. doms. Mm. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of joint pain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last week and I'm like, everything aches in the wrong way. <laughs> no, yeah. That's why I've quit powerlifting so many times. <laughs> when it gets hard, brother. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, one set of low bar and you had sore elbows. <laughs> Maybe it's just like this mental satisfaction of like, because I, you know, the longer my powerlifting career gets, the less often I peak. So it's like I feel this and I'm like, I'm peaking. Yeah. This is nice. It's like you I'm, relate it to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm home. 
<laughs> uh, JD's home. Yeah. <laughs> Far in between, but we're back. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I used to be like that until I started getting arm pain from low barring 100 kilos. Like the first time yeah. I go through low bar, like I wouldn't get sore till above 200. Yeah. And then this time around with powerlifting, I'm like, oh, beauty. Arm pain's back warming up. It's the one thing I hate about equipped because I don't really get it raw ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the tiniest bit towards the end of a, a peak. But equipped as soon as the straps go up, just whatever it does, pulling on my traps or my shoulders or something, my arms hurt immediately. And like last night I was up for three hours because I couldn't get comfortable because my arms were like numb and sore and just gross. So that's the one thing I don't like about doing this equipped stuff. I reckon if I didn't get arm pain, I'd still be powerlifting. You can't fix that. Nah, too hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, my arm pain was like, I'm not even trying to exaggerate. Like, it was chronic. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, ruin that. Like, yeah. there was one night I was literally fucking, I was going to be like, yeah, call the ambulance. Yeah. Mm. Like, I was like, it's my yeah. arm going to fall off. It's the it's grossest terrible. feeling. Mm. It's yeah. terrible. And I always never know if my arm pain's as bad as other people's because I'm like, when I, when I dap someone up and I'm like, fuck my arm. I'm like, does yeah. anyone else get this? And Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, I find that super interesting about pain in general. Like sometimes when I when I wrap someone's knees and they're the lightest knee wraps possible, you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could take like the pain that I experience in my hips and put it in someone else to either see how tough they are, yeah, and how weak I am, or vice versa. Like, mm. am I really tough because I deal with it, or am I really weak because I feel it all the time? Mm. Like, I wonder what it would be like for other people people's experiences. Because then I think of like. You know, someone who wouldn't stand out as tough and I'll wrap their knees as hard as I possibly can and they don't wince, mm. don't complain once. And I mean, like knee wraps isn't the best gauge of pain versus no pain, but some people are just seem impenetrable to pain and some people seem so sensitive to it. Mm. Paris Kazani and Bridget are the two people I can wrap as hard as I can. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's funny. And then you like wrap really big dudes and like looser, looser, not uh. too tight. It's like, well, gone around your knee twice. <laughs> And then I also wonder, because just like, just because someone complains a lot about something doesn't mean it actually gets them. Because I feel like I complain about stuff, but I just do it anyway. Mm. And then I feel like there's other people who don't complain about stuff, but then they quit. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. The whole pain experience is quite fascinating to me. Mm. Um, all right. Number five, showing up late. Good thing I'm not a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coach. Wait, is this a red flag for the trainer or yeah. the uh, client or both? Uh, let's look at it through uh, both uh, both eyes. So if you're showing up late as a client, you're fucking doing yourself a disservice and you're not getting the most of what you pay for. And you're doing us a huge favour. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I used to show up like one minute before my session would start. You, you'd show up one week before your session started. Actually, yeah. <laughs> one week. The first, no, the first two I did. One day before it started. <laughs> like, I've got a client now who's always late. And uh, he's like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like, it's sweet, brother. Like, legit, it's sweet. <laughs> no, but he kills it. He, he hasn't been late lately. Um, if your trainer's late or your coach is late, yeah, that's a fucking yeah, big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about you. Especially <laughs> when they work at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you're not here. I mean, like, there are some reasonable excuses. Like, mm. some, so as long as if there's lateness that it's addressed mm. in, in some way, shape, or form. And if it's the trainer being late that they're compensating in some way, shape, or form, whether it's like knocking that amount of value off the cost of the session, extending the session time 
giving them something else somewhere else, you know, some sort of credit. If it's just a one-off thing and it wasn't intentional, but if it's happening regularly, then, yeah, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're just taking the piss at that mm. point. Yeah, so uh, red flag from me. Yeah. Um, number six, pretty much the same thing again. Not helping you perfect your technique or form. That is a well, massive that's their job. Yeah, it's a massive red <laughs> flag. Therefore, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and be like, uh, some people just don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I empathize for them because no one teaches them how to do that. Mm. So, like uh, the the way I think about it, I think about how many how many times we hear as coaches, and not just through zero. I'm sure other coaches experience this. A client comes to us, we'll start coaching them, we'll give them technical feedback. They'll be like, my coach never did this with me. It's like, well, they probably weren't trying to mess you up. They probably just didn't know how or didn't Mm. understand or thought they were doing the best job possible. So um, on the one hand, I think absolutely your coach should be working as hard as they can to get you a result. And a big part of that will be focusing on technique. But I get it if people don't know what they're doing. Mm. How would a coach uh, learn how to... That's a really good question. Yeah. I would advise you do the Kazira Coach Development course. Oh, mm. nice. <laughs> would this teach them a gold standard to teach everyone <laughs> else? Everyone I'm else. glad you asked. <laughs> if only there was a nutrition course to go along with it. <laughs> well, now that you bring it up. And uh, how do they sign up for this course? <laughs> uh, links in our bio. Uh, all right, red flag, huge red. Nah, yeah, I get what you're saying. They're yeah. doing the best with the information they already have. Yeah, and but, I, I'm, again, I, I I actually agree. I think you know the coach should be doing doing mm. everything they can for their client, but I, I think clients that move on to more experienced coaches need to be empathetic to where their previous coach was at their coach in their coaching journey, because mm-hmm. all of us have been at a point in our coaching journeys or CJ and your barbering journey where you weren't any good at what you were doing, mm. you know, and those clients experienced you when you weren't as good, yeah, and they didn't get the best version of you compared to where you are now. No, and sure. imagine if they've gone to someone else and been like, Bridget doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. What is she? She's not a real coach. It's like, well, at some point, you're not as good as where you are right now. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. So, yeah. Just have empathy on the people that have been part of your journey in the past that weren't as advanced as you are now or where you, your coach is now or whatever. I like that. Um, number seven, every, everything is about motivation. What? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's a red flag. Like, like I don't, I don't understand what that means. I think it's trying to like, you know, it's all about motivation, like motivating the client and things like that. I think it's. But a if you don't do that, it's a red flag. Or what? if you're always doing that, it's a red flag. Ooh. Can we change it to be like drill sergeant style coaching? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that's a red flag. Yeah. Mm. Because every it, client's different. You have to base your training off their communication style and their training style and yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was mm. going to say. Like yeah. Everyone's going to respond different. It's like when you, you tell the story of coaching Eric at the comp. Mm. You know, imagine if you, <laughs> you went up to, you know, just a random other, a female client and you slap them in the face. <laughs> you're like, you're Australian piece of shit. You don't deserve to be here. What the fuck? You d-? Imagine if you just did that to every client. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wouldn't steal the job. No. <laughs> No, like everyone's going to respond so different to different styles of of encouragement or training, or yeah, mm. yeah, no. Um, but <clears throat> I think as a coach, you shouldn't also only rely on motivating your clients too. You should try help them in a empathize, yeah, and show them a 
What do you always talk about, Thomas, when you're talking about you never rely on motivation, it's always about... Discipline. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Educating them, helping them, guiding them to find their own sort of like intrinsic drive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, number eight, being the entertainment trainer. I'm going to say that's not a red flag because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bright green yeah. flag. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, and... Uh, Context. Mm. <laughs> Have to yeah. play that card. The, the average person probably needs more of that mm. to stay engaged in the process. Mm. Like your clients love you because they love coming to see you. Mm. And it's not like they're coming to see you to just hang out. They're getting that entertainment factor. And uh, entertainment is probably not the right word, but it's making training functional but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Because like we just said, you shouldn't feel good after a session, but people will walk away from sessions with you guys feeling good because you make them feel good. And I think that's super important in terms of keeping people engaged and exactly what you just said before about that's a big part of helping them find motivation to keep going or that intrinsic drive to keep going. Mm. Sure. Like um, I think as well, like people started coming to see, like if I get clients, um, obviously it's because I'm a part of a really well-established brand, one of the biggest brands in powerlifting. But also they're not coming to see me because I'm really fucking smart because I'm not really smart. I'm not smart at all. Yes, but yeah. you know what I mean? They, they're like, oh, he's cool. I like him. They just gravitate towards my personality. You know, like it's fun. Uh, entertainment's a stupid word because I'm not standing there dancing for them, guys. They wouldn't come back if you weren't getting them a result. They're not yeah. just coming to hang out. Mm. Yeah. Some of them are. but uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's both. Like it, it's, of course, yeah, it'd be results driven. So like, let's say you, I'm like, okay, I'm getting results on Henny, but I'd probably not want to come back if I dreaded seeing you. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, God, Henny this other. Like, of course, you know, like, yeah, you've got to be at least able to connect with people. Mm. It doesn't have to be entertainment, but yeah. It's well, be. it's funny you say that because what always blows my mind and every coach has experienced this probably once is the clients that seem to not like us. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Like the clients that will pay for a session each week or pay for online coaching and just seem to hate the process, <laughs> hate the person, hate the coach. But just keep coming back. I I always wonder in my head, what is the payoff for that person? Mm. Because I've had a few of them over the years. Yeah. Is it like something like enduring something difficult? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. I got to fucking see James again this hour. Got to get G'd up. I yeah. fucking hate that bloke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, I don't know. I just feel like there's been moments where I've, I've been with something and I, someone and I just want to grab them by the head and hold like their face in front of mine and be like, why are yeah. you here? <laughs> <laughs> you hate me. <laughs> Why do you keep coming back? Why do you make me uncomfortable by clearly not liking me? <laughs> Why? Why would you pay someone for this? Doesn't make sense. Because I'm getting results. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Number nine. A trainer who oversells you supplements. Can we change that? Can we change that to a trainer who's on their phone? Yep. That that irks me. Mm. Yeah. Big time. I mean, like, everyone knows I spend too much time on my phone in general, especially me. But when you're with clients, no way. Yeah. Put that shit down. I should, my clients and I will be showing each other things. Yeah. I mean, the there's, there's like, going to be times where yeah. you, yeah, you're doing that sort of yeah. stuff. But like... Answering text messages yeah, or, no. <laughs> yeah. you know, the client turns their back to do a set of lap pull downs and you quick scroll, you know, <laughs> nah, yeah. not cool. 
Oh, cool. Be attentive. That's so. I've got a one-on-one coaching session this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me going to one with a jiu-jitsu coach. Yeah. And I picked to go with the purple belt over the black belt because the black belt, this guy, like he's really good, but every time we're rolling, he's just on his phone. And mm. like, fuck, this purple belt actually coaches us through the shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Hope they never listen to this podcast. <laughs> mm. but yeah. No, I hope they do. Mm. Learn a lesson. Yeah, I don't know. For me, because I'm a coach, so I was like, nah, bro. Like, I'm paying fucking. 40 bucks a week whatever it is to be here and you know i mm. could be i like this guy because he actually coaches the whole time and yeah, mm. it's cool so yeah. yeah i mean it goes back to the entertainment thing you obviously purple guy doesn't entertain you but i remember you saying like he's such a humble person that is like always showing you things mm. whereas you almost sense arrogance mm. from the black belt just because they got a black belt mm. and it's like isn't that funny that the black belt like that t- like to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu takes so long and it should be very respected, but you would choose to go to a purple. Like, that's how much weight that that holds, mm. having that. Yeah. I think no matter how uh, no matter how big you get or how important, and which is really in your own head you get, that if you're on someone else's dollar, you always ask permission for stuff that mm. isn't what they're expecting. Mm. So, like, if I'm doing a session with someone, if I need to go piss, I'm like hey, is it okay if I go quickly use the bathroom? I'll mm-hmm. always ask their permission. Same thing. Like, I mean, James, for a while you've been doing heaps of back-to-back stuff. There's going to be times where you're so full for the day that you don't actually have time to sit down and just eat. Mm. And you might need the first five minutes of someone's session while they're warming up and just doing a few drills to quickly get some food in. It's like you ask, I've seen you do it. You ask the client, do you mind if I quickly mm. eat? You did it with, um, with Asher the other day. We'd come down straight from the podcast and she'd shown up a bit early and it was just like you are getting straight into the session but you hadn't eaten all day. So you're like, hey, do you mind if I eat while you're warming up? Mm. That sort of thing matters a lot because they're not paying you to eat a meal in front of you. And some people get offended by it, like it's it's not kosher to have someone to be eating in front of someone, you know? Mm. Stuff like that is important. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, no, it definitely is. Um, that's pretty much it. Have you guys got any other red flags that you can just think of off the top of your head? Mm. I've got a massive red flag. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to sh- throw shade at uh, any coaches or anything, but um, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't even mention his name. But you know when a coach, so when someone asks you a question that you've got no idea to the answer to, lots of coaches will just make up an answer uh-huh. for, the ma- for the sake of making up an answer. Like they're a charlatan, so they think they're an expert in all fields, in all the fields of fitness and strength training. Mm. So it'll just make shit up. I'm like, you fucking just made that up right then and, and there. you shoot yourself in the foot when you do that. Mm. But how often do we see it in our industry especially? Yeah, for sure. Just say, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't know. And that's a good know. opportunity mm. to go and research it. Yeah. Like that's and that's so liberating mm. to be able to say, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I normally have a go and then say, but I'm not sure. I'll go ask someone who knows or figure mm. it out or look into this or mm. whatever. Yeah, I like making jokes of it. Like, James, how do I grow my triceps? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy, brother. <laughs> but, you know, then I help them. I'm like, no, like, you know, you could do this. You could, you may be not doing enough volume. You may be not doing enough overall sets and reps during the week kind of thing. And, you know, there's, you, like you said, we can't, we, we've all got a rough idea, but it's the coaches that are just kind of, hmm, I don't know anything about force production and, you know, power, but I'm going to make this shit up right now. And, yeah. So that's, yeah. uh, it's fucking shitty. I think another thing that kind of goes in line with that is when somebody asks someone a question and the, the coach will make a joke out of it, mm. as in like make them feel stupid for asking that question. That's terrible. Yeah. 
like as in you should know this or what like you know a knee-jerk reaction to just a question that might be very 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 basic and mm. forgetting that not everyone knows this stuff mm. like we live in our own little bubble where ex we're exposed to this stuff non-stop some people just waltz into this world without without any clue what's going on which is totally fine our job is to educate them and to educate them in a way that makes them feel like they're being looked after yeah do you know it's something that we i don't know about you guys but sometimes i often forget some people's first training exposure is here at the gym mm. so they're mm. still very new to training even though their squat bench deadlift looks very nice because we've showed them how to squat bench deadlift to what we deem as you know the gold standard yeah so they look like they're an experienced lifter mm. and then they'll come up and ask you a question how do i do a tricep extension and you know your first initial reaction might be like what how do you mm. not know but it's like no they just they just like it yeah. looks like they know what they're doing because mm. they lift they lift well and yeah. it would have taken them a lot to come here in the first place. Yeah. You know? yeah. A lot of people mm. have gym anxiety. For sure. So mm. you got to take that into account. 100%. Uh, we still got time? we got time, eh? Yeah. All right. <coughs> um, so that's uh, the nine rune flags. I like that one. Yeah, uh, good. Just uh, I've got a few, a few little topics that we can quickly uh, jump into. Uh, the first one being reasons why you're not recovering from your workouts. Not enough gear. <laughs> Take more gear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got four hours of sleep last night, but I should. Did, you, wait, did anyone else notice after the PIDS podcast, CJ had a little bandage with a cotton buds <laughs> on his arm? Yeah. John, John, I Thomas saw wasn't that. here. But yeah. Oh. I, I, I came. I had. Um, Getting the blood, had, blood yeah, work. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that was terrible. I hate needles so much. Oh yeah, you said that she couldn't find the vein or nah, something. Nah, like. I got. They always miss me, and Ooh. I was telling you th these guys a terrible story. One time, my um, uh, my eye blew up, just massively swollen, but my eye itself was fine, but just around my eye just got swollen. So I ended up going to the hospital. Were you here when that happened? Like I, I remember that. Ha I remember that happening with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been in the time since you've been here. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I went to the hospital, but this was like late at night. Like it woke me up at night and I was like in so much pain. Mom was like, all right, we'll take you to the hospital. And, you know, it's like skeleton stuff, right? So, and the do doctors that I guess are there, I guess they don't draw blood often compared to people like that are in pathology, that are pros, that are jabbing like five arms an hour. So <laughs> this student doctor comes up to me. She's like, oh, we're going to take your blood just to run some tests. She jabs me about three times missing. Nice. Like, and I'm just like, oh, gosh. And then it's like, sorry, I can't seem to, I'm going to get someone else. And they come, they jab me twice and miss. So like, I, I'll, we'll get the, the head doctor on. This lady comes up, she jabs me, misses again. And she goes, oh, all right, I'm so sorry, but this is going to suck. And I'm like, frick, if you're telling me that, what are you going to do? <laughs> so she puts the needle in and goes to look for the vein. Ugh. While it's in my oh. arm, and I, I'm like wincing. You like, hate needles too. Oh yeah, and I'm like, please find it, please. It felt like it, it literally felt like an eternity. That thing was like, and then they finally found it. Anyway, they put a cannula in, and you know, happy days. And the next day, my arm was so bruised. <laughs> it was so bruised. And then a couple of weeks later, they're like, we need you to get your blood done, but they booked me in with pathology. And yeah, it's literally like they got like five of these people just like all these chairs and they're jabbing people like in and out instantly. And this lady gets me in and she can tell I'm like traumatized. So I'm like kind of, 
you know, kind of like this. And she's just like, wow, big guy like you, scared of needles, <laughs> like giving me crap for it. And I was like, no, you don't get it. And then she, you know, instant, like belt on, jab, done. And I'm bang. Yeah, mm. real quick. And I was like, oh my, and she's like, see, it wasn't so bad. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. And I told her the story. And even she was like, I'm so sorry that, <laughs> like that happened to you. I'm so sorry. Because, oh, no, I said, I was like, thank you so much for not missing. And she almost got offended. She was like, that's what you're worried about? Me missing? And I was like, no, this is what happened two weeks ago. And then that's when, yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. oh, gosh. By the way, CJ I'm didn't sorry. get bloods because he's jumping on gear. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a yeah. routine checkup, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, we might call it there. Oh, yeah, sweet. Oh, good. Thank you for listening. Give us five stars and all that jazz. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.